Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. So much has happened since we last spoke. Indeed. How do you feel about the title of the new Star Wars film? It feels like a bit of a downer, dude. The Last Jedi. Oh, really? I hmm. I didn't think of it as a downer. But it's also, I think that we were having this debate via text. Um, the Last Jedi would be Mr. Luke, right? So I guess it shouldn't be that much of a downer. I'm telling you, I think that this is Jedi in the plural sense, and it's Luke and Rey. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, we were having this plural versus singular <laughs> debate. <laughs> a a group of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Or a Jedi. Same thing. I think Same so. Same spelling. True. Hmm. I don't know. Might be Rey. And then Ray is going to be the one who is going to be all on to found a school of Jedi, become the well, new. Well, I don't Yoda. see how that. I mean, I don't see how that happens if the title is the Last Jedi. So are they going to go extinct? Are we going to get rid no, of the no, Force? No, we're we're way off the deep end on this. Is right this now, going to be but... like Sadine? Are they going to make it toxic, like in Wheel of Time? Break the wheel? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that yeah, it went all right. It we, went. We got to new nerd levels fast. Well, I guess yeah, that... if you think about fantasy, usually you start at like the trough of kind of like the society. So you think that these stories have a generally upward arc? Yeah, usually they have an upward arc. So that would be interesting that we're kind of on a sine curve and we're on the way down. Well, I mean, the sine curve is the traditional. Well, actually, it's a cosine curve. Is the traditional? Um, Thank you for Star Wars me there. saga. Well, it starts high. Starts at one. Everybody knows that cosine of zero is one. I probably <laughs> did ten years ago. Then you know the middle movie is pi, so it's negative one, and then the last movie mm-hmm. is two pi, and it's positive one. So it's oh cosine curve. right, yes. If we're talking, yeah, trilogy wise, yeah, this is going to be a. This is going to be uh, two in a row that are kind of negative, I feel like. Rogue One. You thought the first one, you thought it was negative? Oh, no, I mean Rogue One. Oh, yeah, Rogue One was pretty negative. That was kind a of bummer. ended with the planet blowing up. On... But they did it in the most cheerful way possible, I think. You know, considering that everyone died in that movie, I didn't leave the theater too sad. Right, yeah. Well, because you got enough big mouth screen time right i did (laughs) uh all right well this is ostensibly a fantasy baseball podcast so i guess we should talk about that a little bit uh we just submitted our keepers yesterday how are you feeling not feeling good not feeling good alec (laughs) feeling good yeah my keepers are not rated that well 
um, by any of the major websites. That's, I think, mostly because of Justin Upton and everyone thinking that he's garbage. So hopefully he uh, he turns it around. Has more of the second half of last year. Actually, the last, like, six weeks of last year. Yeah, that was good. And hadn't you uh, pretty much benched him at that point? Yeah, because I ended my playoff run. I He got benched the last day of, of the uh, playoffs for me. He proceeded to hit two home runs that day and then never looked back. <laughs> so you're just you're just really hoping that he, he didn't lose a step off season. Anyway, today, this is our last podcast of season zero before we tick over. So we're going to do a couple things just getting ready for season one. We're going to talk about our top 25 going into 2017, which is really informed by our 2016 ideas. And then in the second half, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into our keepers and maybe be a little bit mean to each other about it. So take it away, Eric. All right. Now that we've submitted keepers, I thought it would be fun to do some quick rankings. I'm going to try to get a bit more analytical um, later on for the actual draft that we're going to do, but I wanted to get a start out there, do the top 24 first two rounds in a 12-teamer, and um, I think this is a great exercise, a good place to start to start, you know, getting your mind in the baseball mold, <laughs> right? All right, so let's stop hemming and hawing. Let's go through uh, my top 12 players. This is, I just took mm-hmm. CBS rankings and um, modified them. I haven't gone through multiple sources or actually looked at the numbers. Really, this is kind of on the gut. So I have um, the biggest surprise here, Mike Trout, number one. Yeah, bowled over. Who knew that could happen? Then I have Mookie Betts. Then I have Nolan Arenado. Then I have Jose Altuve. Then I have Paul Goldschmidt. We're Oh, I'm just looking at the hitters right now, aren't I? Um <laughs> Yeah, let's. I'm gonna switch this over and do the, uh, the full rankings for you. Um, sure. Because then I have Clayton Kershaw at number six. I have Manny Machado at number seven. Josh Donaldson at number eight. Anthony Rizzo number nine. Corey Seager number ten. Miguel Cabrera number eleven, and Edwin Encarnacion number twelve. <laughs> I know you're just doing that to get me. You wouldn't take him in the first round. You're not going to take him in the first round. You're building a dynasty team from scratch. You are not taking Edwin Arcanacian as your first player. Well, we're not in a dynasty league. We're in a keeper league. Um, okay, we're I, in a... Fine. <laughs> I might take Chris Bryant or Bryce Harper over him. Yeah. <laughs> Come I on. I had them tied. I had the three of them tied. Come Edwin Encarnacion in Cleveland is exciting, though. I'm excited. He's going to play for a while. He's going he's gonna to play until he's 40. He's not right. going to play for a while. He's not going right. to play for a while. Yeah. I, you're, you're goading me into putting uh, putting how many games he's going to play in the bet box, and I will <laughs> not do it. <laughs> All right. Um, your biggest disagreement there is clearly Edwin. Um you didn't like Edwin and Miggy. So what I did right there was I picked two older guys um, at the tail end of the first round rather than 
the two younger guys. I'm actually, I also, we also had a disagreement a little bit on Goldschmidt. Oh, really? Yeah, you have him ranked a little bit lower. So, so Mike has Mike Trout, number one, same as me. Moogie Betts, number two, same as me. He then has Altuve and then Nolan Arenado. So he's just switched those two. Then he's got Manny Machado. Um, so moved up one spot. He's going to steal bases this year. That's the value. Five? Five bases. <laughs> and sure. then, then you'd have Kershaw, also yeah. at number six. Then you'd have Chris Bryant, number seven. Josh Donaldson, number eight. You'd have Paul Goldschmidt, number nine. So that's three spots back. Um, Anthony. Then you'd have Anthony Rizzo, number mm-hmm. nine. Um, Corey Seager, number ten. Bryce Harper. Well, you'd have. Sorry, I got the numbering off. Whatever. Bryce Harper. Yeah, Harper finish closes out, out your the first round. round. Yeah. yeah. Pretty. Uh, some of that's close. You, you, so you'd base. You'd pick Harper over Edwin Encarnacion. I would. I absolutely would. See, th- my problem is, I think Harper is gonna be like this for a long time. He's gonna be Justin Upton for a long time. He's gonna have. He's gonna have that potential. But a level above. Um, he's going to have that potential every single year to be the number one player. And he's mm-hmm. going to fall short every single year. I mean, look at last year. And the thing that I don't like about Chris Bryant is this is a regression year for him. He is going to have a down year. I don't agree with that. And so mix those two things together, Bryce Harper and Chris Bryant. I I th- I just think I think I just think you're wrong on Chris Bryant. I don't okay. think he's going to regress this year. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, I think both of us are high on Corey Seager clearly. Mm-hmm. I think that uh so you're a little bit lower on Paul Goldschmidt, I understand. I understand your reasonings. Is Corey Seager going to make a leap this year? Uh no. I think he's just going to slowly solidify the base for uh Okay. as a young shortstop, which is awesome on a really good team so yeah well and then we both kind of like we both like rizzo both like rizzo as a top 10 player it's hard to say no to that i mean those are those are the names that you're gonna hear in the top in the top 12 congratulations you have one of those on your team i have one of those on my team (laughs) yes you have oh you had one of those on your team but you no i didn't i named i i didn't (laughs) no i very conspicuously did not well, that's a lot of fun conversation. So this is where I think, in my opinion, it starts getting really interesting, is that mm. second round. Um, so I'll just I'll just go through what I've got here. All right, so the second round starts with Chris Bryant, goes to Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer, a pitcher, Carlos Correa, Joey Votto, Brian Dozier, your buddy, Daniel Murphy, I am sh- so surprised that I'm saying that name. Uh, You're nuts, George Springer, Madison Bumgarner, Robinson Cano, Ryan Braun, J.D. Martinez. So this is where things start getting crazy for you, right? We we definitely diverge in here a bit. Um, why do I like Charlie Blackman so much more than you? I, I don't know. I just I don't trust him. 
I don't trust him. And and he does this. He has kind of the half seasons. I mean, if you remember last year, he was starting to have he was having a down year and then down year, I guess. I mean, how long has he actually been a fantasy relevant player even? Will this be his third year? Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know, he battled injuries last year and that was a big drag and We'll see what happens. So let me let me run through my my second round here. So my second round it starts with Charlie Blackman, then Miguel Cabrera, and then I'm gonna slide in Max Scherzer, um, Carlos Correa, Trey Turner. Big disagreement there. Finally, I do get to Edwin Encarnacion. He deserves a spot somewhere. Joey Votto, Robinson Cano. Then I'm gonna slot in Madison Bumgarner, Brian Dozier, George Springer, and then I close out that second round with Daniel Murphy. Still pretty reluctant, but I do have him in there. Okay, yeah, I still okay. So you're a couple, you're four spots behind me. Still absolutely insane to me. I thought that he was just going to be a flash in the pan, and last year was, I was. You thought he was going to be a flash in the pan after the playoffs, twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I have. Trey Turner, way, 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 way outside of the uh, first two rounds. Because I'm just, I think that he's got, he's going to be like um, Carlos Correa. He's going to be like Will Myers. He's going to be like Jason Hayward. He's going to have one of those, he's going to have one of those sophomore slump kinds of seasons. Let me, let me ask you a, a related question. Oh, what boy. do you think the Nationals are going to do this year? They're going to win their division, and they're probably going to be able to sit players in, I don't know, August. See, I mean, you don't think that Trey Turner playing for a team that's going to win a division boosts his value at all? I think that he's going to get tired as heck. I mean, we've already, we've listed, we've listed two other nationals and a nationals pitcher in the first two rounds. (laughs) I mean... He's not surrounded by just horrible, horrible people. No, oh no, and they're going to, um, they're going to have him really high in the order. But I don't know. If, I mean, Dusty's still the manager there, right? <laughs> yeah. So man. and Trey Turner is still a young man, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think that that that's still a factor. It was the reason why Trey didn't play more last year. Yeah. No. No, you're not wrong. I. I respect that statement, but I just I just think you're wrong. All right, I'll I'll go down with that ship. The um, I'll go down with the Trey Turner ship before I go down with the Charlie Blackman ship. Um, if someone wants to me con- to convince me on Charlie Blackman, I think that there's enough history to start to see what kind of player he's going to be. Um. Hmm. Though, if if he moves from Colorado to, I don't know, say, Tampa, oh. <laughs> it's, Ugh, it's over. Come on. that's That wound is still raw. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to watch you go down on the J.D. Martinez ship. I think he's going to have a big down year. Oh, man. I love J.D. Martinez. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Love J.D. Martinez. I like I like Detroit for no. Look at you just no clicking through those reason. numbers, clicking through those Oof, numbers, just ogling that. his oh, his expected yeah. eighty eight runs. <laughs> eighty eight runs, thirty home runs. He's not gonna hit thirty two home runs. 
You heard it. For, you heard it here first. He will not have a hundred thirty hundred season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Really, really going out on a limb there. The George Springer. What do you think about George Springer? He's another one that um, I. He's <clears throat> a guy that I think could make a leap. Um, he's a I, guy that could leap into the top ten, if not the top five. I think I think you're right. I think he is a top ten, top five guy at some point in his career. I don't think it's this year. Well, that's our quick top twenty four. Um, we <laughs> should try to post that out somewhere. Um, I'd really like to get. I'd really like to get a little bit more analytical. Try to um, actually predict some of these numbers to a six hundred at bat season, and then predict you know how many at bats they're they're really going to get and actually do the numbers on on where that would sit these guys top 60 i think you can do that i mean after that it gets Mm -hmm. really really fuzzy because (laughs) you're just you know the predictions the numbers don't really mean anything because you have no idea if they're going to get 200 at bats or 500 yeah as we well know from starting from reviewing our draft last year Corey dickerson no not even, he was not a keeper he's a keeper <laughs> he right? was a keeper <laughs> yeah, he was. all right yeah so we'll we'll keep working on this as we uh as we roll through our draft but uh nice to get get some bang some of the rust off buddy that's right kick those tires we're excited to start the fantasy season. We know that the opponents in our league certainly are. Here's a little discourse on one of our good friends. It's easier to talk about guys that are off the table, right, than worrying yeah. about mentioning people that we might try be trying to grab. Yeah, you know that the only reason that <laughs> listens to this podcast is to try and get advantages against us. Oh, absolutely. What <laughs> a dickhead. <laughs> well eric already made fun of my keepers from last year um with keeping Corey dickerson and adam wainwright so i figure i'll open it up and give him a chance to make fun of my keepers for this year we want to start season one by populating the bet box with a few not so friendly wagers necessarily <laughs> so how can we how can we do that but let's try and knock each other's keepers a little bit and i will go first so that you can be as merciless as you want when we get to me oh good i'm excited <laughs> all right so eric's got five keepers he's got jose Altuve, todd frazier billy hamilton justin upton and chris archer and i went through and came up with a number for each one of them that i think uh sort of encapsulates what you need to have happen in order to be competitive and feel good about these keepers. All right. So the first one, Jose Altuve, let's come up with a quantification for how good his eye is going to be this year. This is something that sticks out to me all the time. And this is, I didn't really want to predict his average. So this is the difference between his number of strikeouts and his walks. So we're going to calculate strikeouts minus walks. The expected prediction is 16. I'm going to let your over under sit at 15. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think it's going to be under. Wow. Are you serious? I, I am serious because I think he's going to be going for power this year again. It's this silly little man. This silly little man silly is going to be going for power again, man. I think. He really does like hitting home runs, doesn't he? He likes he likes to see them. 
He does. That bat is almost as tall as he is. <laughs> All right. That's it's in the box. All right. We'll just keep cranking out cranking these out. Todd Frazier, um, five hundred sixty eight plate appearances. I don't think Todd Frazier is as durable as his past five seasons have indicated. I think he comes up hobbling a few times. He looks a little wonky. I'm going to give you over under 550 plate appearances. Yeah, we just went through his last couple of years, and and he's been pretty healthy. Um, I, I'm going to go over. I need I need Toddy. <laughs> All right. Whatever you say. Billy Hamilton. I struggled with how to figure this one out. So I came up with a little bit of a complex metric. We know that Billy Hamilton's going to get his stolen bases. It's just a question of how badly is he going to hurt you on his average. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to multiply his average by his stolen bases. CBS says he's going to be a 250 hitter and steal 62 stolen bases. Gives you a number of 15.5. If you look at other aggregators... No one's anywhere near that high on him. <laughs> so I'm going to give you 14.9, which for reference gives you 60 stolen bases and a 248 average. Yeah, over. You... <laughs> I just want to point out that if he steals that if he steals 57 bases and goes 250, that it's 14.3. And if he steals 56 bases and hits 257, that's also 14.3. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's got to get to 60 stolen bases, or that is basically an impossible number. Because he's going to hit 265 and steal <laughs> 75 bases. <laughs> See, this is it. I wanted, to, I wanted math, to make you do... My math says that's higher than 14.9. <laughs> I wanted to make you do two predictions in one. Uh, we got it. Look at this guy. 265. Oh, come on. All right. Justin Upton. Let's do a simple one here. CBS says 30 home runs. I'm going to spot you one and a half home runs. Over-unders at 28 and a half. Oof. Can you, can you put it to 27 and a half and I'll take the over? Nope. <laughs> but I, want to, I want to take the over on this, but I think he's going to get 28. Uh, oh, buddy. Oh, why are you making me do this to, to Justin? Justin is going to get the ender. <laughs> oh, poor guy. All right. Chris Archer. I looked at all the aggregators. CBS has the high prediction for him at 231 Ks. So I'm going to give you 220 Ks. Over. I know. I, I should have just read over. That. I knew you were going to say that. Over. I knew you were going to say that. That's why don't you fine. Put the, why don't you put the over under at 250? <laughs> yeah. You, you would have been tempted. Try to, try I wonder to make how, me think how high it. could I have gone before you would have been like, if I put 242, you probably would have been like, ah. <laughs> If you put 230, I, I, I would have thought about it and probably said yes. If you put 233, I probably would have said under. Yeah, he's, he's like in that ballpark. I mean, this 220 is basically he misses a, he misses two starts. Yeah. I think. So, maybe, I mean, that's, so let's hope he doesn't get traded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, I mean, the the Rays have a weird starting line. or. uh Pitching rotation. My my line was gonna be yeah he's he's gonna get that two hundred twentieth uh, strikeout in a Dodger uniform <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in September. Hey, hey, that may be true. Man, those poor <laughs> those poor Rays. All right, let me have it. That's fine. <laughs> All right, so mine mine are a little bit more straightforward. Um, 
let's start let's start with Jean. Um Segura is projected to have sixteen home runs. So <laughs> sixteen home runs. I know that he, he got to like what twenty this last year. All right, so I'll put the over under at fifteen for you. Yeah, I'm under. <laughs> like, why? I mean, he just moved to Safeco. Yeah. It was, what? Come yeah. on. Like, they should have halved that that number. Like, what? That sixteen projection. Who is projecting sixteen? I didn't keep him on the pretext that he hits sixteen home runs. I mean, though, the the big thing, and this this might be Gene Segura uh, in a nutshell. He is going to Seattle to get on base. So what is he probably going to do? Hit yeah, fly balls. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's going to hit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that really is what he's going to do. Man, I'm not going to. I'm glad I go to bed before Mariners games start. So true, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Will Myers. Um, this is a little. My math is not as in-depth as your math was. Do it. Um, combined home runs and stolen bases. Can he get to 2020 this year? Can he get to 30-30? He's going over. over. Way okay, over. Yeah, I set the line at 40. and, and <laughs> He's going Michael way over on over. 40. Though that could be a 30-10. That could be a 30-10. So I put it... I Wow, I really... I served that one up for you. Joey Votto, the king of batting average uh, over the last bunch of years. Uh, he's slated to hit... Mm, a, smidge above 315 so i'll set the over under at 310 will he get higher than 310 no i think he's i think he's 304 and and i think that because he's going to be so mad at the the other players that surround him on the reds team he's just gonna yell and scream and he's gonna like occasionally get his get his on base and yeah he'll get his on base He's on base might be 500 because he'll get walked. Uh-huh. It's going to be a misery. Yeah, he's going to get walked. Like, Because why Why pitch to him, really? Mm. So you have Billy Hamilton on first. And then you have... <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk Joey Votto. So you have Billy Hamilton on third and, jo- and uh, Joey Votto on first. Yeah, and then what? And then, like, Yeah, because Billy Hamilton will steal second. They'll be like, oh, first is open. Let's just walk Joey there Votto. There you go. There's Joey Votto. Okay, yeah. I yeah I think I'm thinking 304, but okay, still above 300 though. Yeah. All right, uh, Christian Yelich, um, combined home run and stolen base total again, 30. Is he gonna get to 30? I I think so, but I couldn't tell you what the breakdown is gonna be. I know. I think it's more. I think it's like a dozen and 20. Dozen home runs, twenty stolen bases is what'll do it. But it'll probably yeah, do but a it dozen could, it and could, eighteen. It could easily be the other way. Like he could easily just for whatever reason not steal any bases and suddenly find his power stroke. Could. He could. He's about that age. He's starting to get a little bit older himself. He's gotta bulk up a little bit. Alright. The main event. D Gordon. I really wanted to uh to have this at being like five number of syringes in his found in his buttocks uh over the course of the year. But no, projected <laughs> projected stolen bases have him at uh what is it? I think it's like fifty or something 50. like that. So let's forty? Yep. Can he get to forty stolen bases? Can he get to forty stolen bases? Man, who who do you think this guy is? 
he can get to forty stolen bases. Oh, okay. I I didn't I didn't know. I <laughs> you didn't you didn't know which way that you didn't know which way that was going, did you? I mean, I'm convinced that he's either going to have an injury because he's not on steroids anymore, or that he is going to get thrown out of the league for another false positive. Another positive, another real positive. He stole. He stole thirty bases last year. He played half a season. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was that was good. We filled out that bet box a little bit. We'll uh, we'll periodically check on this. We got some nice things that are in the that we can benchmark. I think the fun one is going to be that uh, that Billy Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, this is impossible to follow. <laughs> no, it's not. I will set up a program. You know what? I'll set up something interesting for that. I have some ideas. All right. Let's oh, wrap this boy. sucker up. Uh, how do you feel, you know, you and I, computer guys, a little savvy, we like to be a little nerdy. How do you feel about uh, the Cardinals hacking scandal? <laughs> that I was really disappointed. I thought that it was like an active hack, but it was basically like, like, oh yeah, I remembered the password that we had when I was working there. People, I know, <laughs> people get so sloppy with the phrase hacking these days. Like, it's nothing cool. It's not like somebody found this awesome exploit in their computer. No, it's like... I found their password taped to their computer, and so I put, typed it into their computer, and I got access. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, very specifically uh, a, um, a situation where I happened upon someone's Facebook. I was using their computer <laughs> over the course of the time that we were in college, using their computer, and somehow their Facebook was open. What am I going to do? <laughs> Yeah, so so you're a hacker is what you're saying. I was a hacker, yeah, I know. Horrible. <laughs> like, that's not hacking. Come on. I mean, it's not... But he's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he did it again and again and again when he knew that he should not. So, I mean, he did something wrong. It is just too bad that they're using the term hacking. Yeah, and uh, the Car- the Cardinals lose anything over that? Yeah, they did. It, I mean, picks. but it's still a, a slap on the wrist. Was, yeah, they, no, they didn't really lose any picks because it's like they basically lost um, a pick for getting Dexter Fowler. They had to like give up their first round pick. So, or what? I I never understand. I don't pretend to understand. It. Like the phrase, the phrase "competitive balance" gets thrown around, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like fine. It was nothing. Half the league was pissed off because they said that there was. There's a slap on the wrist, and Cardinals always get whatever they want. All right, so that brings us to the review session. This one's a long time coming. Costco. What are your thoughts about Costco? I know that we had a little fun at the expense of one of our friends who's, uh, whose girlfriend apparently was wearing uh, Kirkland clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not our not our finest moment, but I, uh, you know, as a as a connoisseur of quite a bit of candy, I have always appreciated the really? bulk sizes that candy is sold in. <laughs> yeah, it is sold in midwestern size rather than like convenience store size. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I I really go there for the ability to buy things that you can typically only buy at gas stations, except in jumbo size. <laughs> <laughs> the candy, yeah, that candy is like a main section. Uh-huh. I've never seen boxes of candy like that, except <laughs> when you're uh-huh. doing like a a fundraiser when you're like for your t-ball team or something 
Yeah, no, you're not wrong. So I assume that's not what you had in mind for this review, but... I've been doing more Costco runs, and other than the fact that they've moved to Visa away from my beloved uh, Amex... It's a review do... session for another day. Save it's, that one. Yeah, we can we'll save that one. <laughs> but it's kind of nice because you know that you're whatever you're buying is going to typically be at a discount from like the regular price at a grocery store, Target, whatever. So it's kind of nice. But I've found I kind of like getting food wise at Costco. Kind of like all their organic stuff it makes me feel a little bit better about it, and usually it is slightly better quality especially when i'm comparing it to cub Mm. cub brand anything cub anything like costco (laughs) is is actually superior you gotta stay away from cub brand anything i i firmly (laughs) believe that (laughs) yeah but it's been i've been doing a lot of a lot of costcoing but it's crazy to buy you i like buy three vacuum sealed um one and a half pound turkeys ground turkeys <laughs> this guy leave that in the freezer what what an adult i know Man, look at you crazy look at you all right so the bottom line here we're both positive on costco you apparently like responsible things i like to pretend like i'm 10 years old yeah i but i think now that i mentioned this you might Take a little, take a longer look at the uh, at the food section. You should, you definitely should. I also always think when I'm in the um, produce section, I'm like, this is what um, our fraternity chef should have done: was go That's to Costco, right. they like the perfect size for like a thirty individual um, meal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, you're you're not wrong. You're absolutely right about that. But that would have been too much work. All right. Well, Costco, I'll give it a thumbs up. Enjoy Kirkland signatures. So will I. Starting this season out with, or ending the season, I should say, with some agreement. Bad time. All right. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. I will do my best to get us active on the Twitters. Um, thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. You can uh, try tracking down our personal email or sending us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. Well, that's it for Season 0. See you on the flip side in Season 1. Worst of luck to you. Worst of luck to you.